The media fear machine being used to drive us into world government. Are the four horsemen dragging us into World War III? The reborn Holy Roman Empire update and the increase of the LGBTQ agenda in churches. All prophetic and all in our headlines today. And we will analyze these events proving we are in the end time on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. I'm going to be going through several different topics today because I want to prove to you from current events that we are, in fact, in the end time and not at the beginning of these events, but, folks, we're at the culmination. And I'm not sitting here trying to sensationalize anything. We truly are at the culminating of this end of the age that Jesus prophesied about in Matthew 24. We're at the culmination of that, just prior to His second coming. Even though I know that we are, according to Scripture, at least a few years out yet. The final seven years hasn't begun. But there still is a sense of urgency in me. I mean, seven years is nothing. And so, I wanted to come to you today to show you how close we are to all of this stuff um, really coming to an end. Revelation 13, verse 1 through 3, prophesies the establishment of a world government just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. The entire global warming climate. Let's talk, let's, I'm going to use global warming to prove, and the climate change and what all is going on right now, to prove we are headed straight into a world-governing body. They're using this to pull us into that. And I wanted you to be aware of what's going on. All of these electric cars, and you wonder what's going on with our energy and the gas and oil and why President Biden is wanting to move us off the oil and gas industry. Why are they doing all of this? They're harming the United States. Price, price, gas prices are just skyrocketing. But they don't care because they're doing this to pull us into a world governing body. Let me show you that. The entire global warming climate change theory, it's not a fact. It's, not, it's actually not even true. But it's the theory, the propaganda. It hinges on the premise that humans, through the emission of greenhouse gases, mainly CO2, are, you, you've heard of um, President Biden talking about we need to go um, carbon-free or carbon emission-free by 2050. Everybody needs to be on electric cars, and you've heard this, the scheme. Well, the premise is that these get, uh, greenhouse gas emissions, mainly CO2, what you are exhaling right now, are causing the temperature of the planet 
to rise. As a result, the climate change, the, the climate is changing, which leads to all sorts of weather catastrophes such as everything, snowstorms. Uh, now, the, the, the glo- we're global warming, right, Cl- leads to climate change, which is leading to these snowstorms. Think about that. Drought. Uh, they're blaming it on tor- tornadoes, hurricanes, tsunamis, everything. The global warming alarmists contend that the more CO2 humans emit, into the atmosphere, the more the planet is heating up. And they they frantically warn that if this is not stopped, that we will will destroy our planet just simply by living here and driving automobiles and having factories and they call it the Industrial Revolution and that it's just, we're destroying our planet. So they, you know, and I want you to know That is why Joe Biden wants to move off of the oil and gas industry and push you into buying an electric car, among really a million other things, right? They're blaming human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, for this entire green agenda, is what they call it. And really, they are harming America in many, many, many ways. But they don't really care about America. If they cared about America, they would open the pipeline, the oil pipeline, the Keystone pipeline. We would start giving them permits and everything and letting them drill oil in the Gulf of Mexico, letting them drill oil up in Alaska and everywhere else. We are sitting on, you understand everybody, we are sitting on hundreds of years of resources and the Biden administration will not let our oil and gas industry get to it. But yet we're depleting our uh, reserves. And so the price of gas is just skyrocketing. So the fact is, is that human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, none of that's true. The entire propaganda machine that Joe Biden is using to get you to buy electric cars move off the oil and gas industry because we're destroying the planet. None of that is true. As a matter of fact, most scientists, you've heard of, um, I think it was President Obama that said 97% of the scientists agree. That there's no truth to that whatsoever. It's not true. I know, I, I wrote an article years ago that um, I showed many of the main scientists in America that were devoted to these issues that did not believe. They did not agree with the International Panel on Climate Change. So, most scientists do not agree. That's propaganda. Unless they're bought and paid for by the United Nations and um, it's, it's total propaganda. So, most scientists, they do not agree with this man-made global warming that leads to climate change theory. And they have offered si- sound scientific data debunking the myth. Now, because of our news media that's bought and paid for, boy, they've covered that up. I mean, they've buried that in just, you, 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 if you look on Google for it, you just, you almost can't find it. Because they do not want you and me, the American population, to understand the truth about all this. I mean, you've got to read books. You've got to dig deep to get to some of this stuff. But the information is out there. 
that it's absolutely not true. And so I'm going to go through some of this today. I'll go through some of the fear tactics. I actually have a guest that is going to appear via video that I want you to hear. It's a voice that you trust. And I'm going to be playing that here just after the break. And so stay with me because you really need to know what's going on in America right now. You're being sold a bill of goods. And not just in America, but in many things around the world. With what's happening with Iran and China and Russia, they feel emboldened because of our weakness as America. And so I want you to know the truth about all of this because much of it is prophetic. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Let's talk about the news media's fear tactics. Not just the news media, but uh, many of the presidential administrations. Fear tactic, keeping you in fear mode so they can impose their edicts on you. You know, doesn't it seem that for decades now, global elitist and the news media that they own, bought and paid for, have been spinning tales of this, uh, at one point, an impending ice age. But when people got to where they didn't believe that because it wasn't happening, or, or then we went to, Catastrophic global warming, from ice age to global warming, right? In an effort to keep the American population in a perpetual state of fear. But now that global cooling and global warming have been so easily disproven, politicians and their 
on-staff scientists and on-staff media have resorted to promoting just fear of man-made climate change. Now they can blame every earthquake, uh, hurricane, drought, flood, snowstorm on human beings. And so we, the government, need to impose our edicts on you because we know how we can control this, but you'll need to give up some of your freedoms and your wealth. Now, I, this is where we're living in 2022, folks. And it's world government. It's where it all leads back to. This human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, is United Nations propaganda to redistribute wealth and to implement their edicts. I know it sounds bad, but this is World Government 101. Now, think about this. When we're talking about these scare tactics, all the way back in 1989, what would that have been, uh, 30, 30, uh, 31, 32 years ago? The Miami, the Miami Herald said this, and I'm quoting, a senior UN environmental official says that the entire, uh, entire nations could be wiped off the face of the earth by rising sea levels if the global warming trend is not reversed by the year 2000. Now, folks, we're in 2022. Industrial levels have went up, but have we destroyed the earth yet? No. 2009, Prince Charles said that we have less than 96 months to fix climate change and to save the world. (gasps) We've only got 96 months. We're way past that, folks. In 2014, the Boston Globe reported that the world now has a rough deadline for action on climate change. Nations need to take aggressive action in the next 15 years to cut carbon emissions in order to to forestall the worst effects of global warming and that was from the International Panel on Climate Change, the, the United Nations bought and paid for scientist panel. Then on uh, July 18th, 2015, here comes Prince Charles again. Now he's declared that the world uh, has 35 years to save the planet from global warming. In 2017, EchoWatch reported that the planet has, the planet as we know it, has been given a deadline. Just 10 years now, according to the International Institute for Applied Systems Analysis, if humans don't reduce greenhouse gas emissions drastically and maintain carbon sinks like forests, then the results will be catastrophic for the climate. Well, now we're back to Prince Charles again. In 2019, he said we've got 18 months to fix the climate, uh, to fix climate change and to save the world. So he's all over the map, right? His timelines are just... And then in 2021, John Kerry told CBS News, the scientists told us three years ago that we had 12 years to avert the worst consequences of climate change. We are now three years gone. Right now, today, we're, according to him, four years gone. And he said we've only got nine years left to save the planet. Come on, everybody. You and I are smarter than they give us credit for. Human-induced global warming does not lead to climate change, at least not to the point where we're going to burn the planet up. God has regulated this thing for thousands of years now. We're not going to come along and destroy the planet. The Bible says as long as the earth 
remains. There's going to be spring, summer, winter, and fall. Seed time, harvest time. I think God knows better than we do what's, going to, what's coming down the pike, right? Now, I have a very trusted voice that I want you to hear. Almost everybody will recognize this individual. And I want you to understand, this is from all the way back in 1992. And, wow, what would that that'd be 30 years now. 30 years ago. I want you to hear a clip and to watch a video from Paul Harvey. I mean, what a trusted individual, right? The video is called The Media Fear Machine. Listen at it. Barely a week goes by, but what some researcher tries to scare us or trick us out of research money by claiming that the sky is falling. And with the willing complicity of headline-hungry media, a recent crisis of the month had to do with global warming. An ozone hole is opening up over the United States, we were told, the effects of which were already measurable in an increase in skin cancer. On the contrary, destroying chlorine around the polar vortex has been declining since January. A major objective of a recent shuttle mission was to determine the scope and scale of the so-called ozone hole and the silence since has been deafening from those whose livelihood depends on creating crises. Recent data from the upper atmosphere research satellites affirms that any problem is less, it's not greater. Ozone levels fluctuate all of the time, partly because of volcanic activity and solar flares. But MIT's technology review has made an exhaustive study of worldwide ocean temperatures since 1851 has concluded that there appears to have been little or no global warming over the past century. In fact, the net rise in world surface temperature during the last century, which was about 1%, almost all occurred before 1940, and that was before aerosols, and that has since been reversed. Former NASA chief Robert Jastrow and former Scripps director William Nirenberg, past president of the American Academy of Sciences, Frederick Seitz, all have concluded in a scathing rebuke of those who make money by predicting global warming, quote, if we allow ourselves to be influenced by press release, we could spend a trillion dollars over the next decade destroying what's left of the American economy in an utterly unnecessary attempt to repeal the Industrial Revolution. Scaremongering can exact another price that we can't afford. Enough false alarms and Americans may become chronically indifferent to all alarms. Now that was Paul Harvey back in 1992. Wish I had that deep voice. That'd be awesome. But back in 1992, and he made this statement, remember he said, peoples whose livelihood is dependent upon creating crises, whether it's a ice age and scaring people to death or go, going from an ice age straight into global warming where we're going to burn the planet up, the polar ice caps are going to melt, 
flood the earth, and we're all going to kill each other. But folks, these predictions simply have not come to pass. So why should we believe as the American population in all of the predictions that they're saying right now? We've got to move off of the oil and gas industry so that way we can save the planet. It is simply an absolute, in the words of Joe Biden, an absolute farce. What's it all about? Compliance to a communistic world governing body is the goal. And the global warming climate change deception is one of the main life-threatening crises that the United Nations has chosen to get there. You say, well, why is President Biden so on board with this, the green agenda, and pushing all of this, moving America, which America runs on oil and gas, folks. Why would he, as the President of the United States, want to move us off of that? Because he is a globalist. He he is 110% into world government. The Rebel News reported that, uh, and all, all the global elites are into this, that the World Economic Forum elites... And the countries must reject their sovereign interest and prioritize their global agenda. At the um, just held, the World Economic Forum in, in Davos, Switzerland, two European elites spoke following the, the World Economic Forum's founder, Klaus Schwab. And they proclaimed that the global energy crisis is a transition towards green. And they admitted that the so-called transition would be painful for the population, i.e., $5 plus gallon for gas. And the elite said that the nations, get this, they need to put aside their national sovereignty to prioritize the, the global agenda that's being pushed. Now, these, you know these elites that are at the World Economic Forum. That's, it's all about world government. They're all pushing the sustainable development goals of the United Nations, which is this, the socialistic blueprint by the United Nations to govern the planet. There was a gentleman named Vice Chancellor Robert Habeck. He said that countries must resist the temptation to prioritize their own interest and their sovereignty, is what he's talking about, and give away to the rule of the markets. He said that sustainability required everyone to make such sacrifices. It's all about you yielding up your sovereignty to a one-world governing body. Uh, Driving humanity into a one-world governing body. That's the goal. After World War II, the United Nations was founded as an international organization to maintain peace. That's what we were told. And security by developing friendly relationships between nations and promoting social progress. And the idea behind this institution sounded great until it was discovered that the charter established in the United Nations was drafted by a communist spy Alger Hiss. Well, now we need to back up, I mean, and look at this thing as a whole. Well, I mean, with a communist agenda driving the mechanics of the organization, the United Nations, today in 2022, not one word of that charter has ever changed. So now we know what's behind the United Nations, a communistic, socialistic agenda. It's easy to see how the global elites have been able to work from within the United Nations to quietly build a world government. A a socialist world government is the goal, and promoting the belief in global warming 
which leads to climate change, is one of the number one vehicles to reach their goal. Why? Because it keeps you, or well, it's supposed to keep you and me in fear mode until you know the truth. The Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, it's, it's talking about the Word of God. But really, that's in every instance. It, that, that's why there's so much censorship and why they want to silence end-time ministries. They want to silence Ben Shapiro and Dennis Prager and a, um, what's the guy's name? Joe Rogan and all those types of guys. That's why they want to silence all of us. Because they do not want you to know the truth, whether it's COVID, whether it's the green agenda, whether it's all the propaganda that they're pushing. They do not want you to know the truth. They want you to be scared to death of all of it. Now, one of the core belief systems of socialism is that the most, the most conflict in society stems from the ever-broadening gap between the wealthy and the poor. Remember uh, Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto. I know you've all have read that for dinner last night, right? But it was all about the haves and the have-nots, the, the proletarians and the bourgeoisie, haves and the have-nots. So the contention is that the wealthy are the ruling class and will inevitably use their economic power to enforce their will on the less fortunate. Well, that's not how America has become so successful over the last, what, uh, 200 and f- almost 50 years. No. The ultimate socialist solution to that problem, they say in their mind, is to abolish private property, ownership, for the state to own all principal means of production, with the central government redistributing the wealth evenly among the masses. Really, it would be to get everybody to be poor. Look at Venezuela and every place else that socialism and communism has been pushed. So the result would be a classless communistic society where a global government would ensure equality for all citizens. Study the Sustainable Development Goals. It, they, they, have, they are all into equality and everybody, we just need to make them equal. What they want to do is to make us all equally poor. Hence, they don't care how much... They don't, Joe Biden does not care. I know he says it's one of my main planks that I'm wanting to run on or wanting to, to uh, work on. He could care less if gas went up to $20 a gallon, folks. I just saw a deal in Europe. Uh, I just read an article yesterday or the day before where in Europe they were trying to pass a, um, a gas tax or a gas law or something, but they were going to exclude private jets. Where, of course, the elite, they fly around in all these private jets. They were going to exclude private jets in this new law they were trying to pass. And you can see what's going on here. They're trying to create a world governing body. I've got a little bit more on this topic when we get back from the break, and then we'll get off into World War III, Iran, Russia, China, and everything else that's going on in the world. So stick with me. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
when you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So, a socialistic, one-world governing body. That's the goal. And it would be impossible to fully realize the dream of a communistic, one-world governing body without the redistribution of wealth from the, the developed nations to the poor, underdeveloped nations of the world. This is the main goal of the global warming and climate change hoax. The United Nations elites know that a perpetual global life-threatening crisis is necessary to convince wealthy nations to accept the punitive cost of cap-and-trade taxes and moving off into these green agendas that are making, they're almost kind of forcing you to have to buy an electric vehicle and solar panels and and all these other things. Wealth redistribution is exactly what carbon cap and trade laws are designed to accomplish. The, the government will, would um, set a cap on the amount of carbon emissions that, an, let's say, an industrialized nation, the United States, can emit. If that limit is exceeded, carbon credits can be purchased from an underdeveloped nation who has more credits than they need. Hence, Wealth redistribution. The problem is, is the the wealth normally goes to the despots of those nations and never to the people, right? So remember, it's been proven many times, I could prove it conclusively, that CO2 emissions have nothing to do with global warming. If it does, it's the most minuscule amount that the oceans would absorb. I mean, God made a way for all this to be regulated. The oceans absorb the, the vast majority of this. And then CO2 emissions, CO2, carbon dioxide. It's plant food, everybody. But they want to go carbon-free? It makes no sense. All they're trying to do is to scare you. It's just like Paul Harvey said. It's scare tactics from people that are making money off creating crises. Now, global warming fear-mongering is simply a scheme put together by global elites to redistribute the wealth of the world and to move us into a world-governing body. That's what it is. Global warming is really only one of the messages being used to force the nations of the world 
into world government. I mean, think about the gun thing they're trying to do right now. They're trying to get everybody scared to death of guns because they want to take your guns. Now, obviously, I, I know that these things that have happened are horrific. And I prayed for the people of the victims, and their, uh, I prayed for their families because it's horrific. But they're using these crises to push their own political agenda. Hey, we need to do something. Let's take everybody's guns. That would not solve anything. Or let's pass more laws. They can pass all the laws they want. An individual who would walk into one of these things and kill a bunch of people is not going to... They, they could care less about obeying a law. They're going to get a gun whether, they, whether there's a million laws. They would still get a gun and go in because the, 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 um, the, the criminals, they'll have all the guns if you take everybody else's guns. And that's what they would like to do. They're just saying AR-15s and this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, that would only be the beginning. If they could conquer that, then they would come for everything else. So I'm not doing a program on world global on guns, but I'm just saying that this is what they're doing. They use any crisis they can, they can uh, dream up w- or use, whether it's a real or imagined one, to try to get their agendas pushed. That's why a Beto O'Rourke would walk into when the, the uh, police and the Governor Abbott here in Texas were giving a, an update to people, a, a, a conference, a press conference, on what really happened at Dodd Elementary in Uvalde, Texas, and a Beto O'Rourke would come in and storm the thing and go right up in front of him and say, this is your problem, it's your fault, and he turned it into a political parade. Because it's the crisis that they're interested in. If they don't have a crisis, they'll create one. But anytime you hear global governance propaganda, like a, um, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Sustainable Development Goals, Nationalized Health Care, Social Justice, National Identification Programs, I mean, think world government, folks. It all stems back from the source but it is global warming, or I should say, uh, I made a mistake. It's actually climate change now. I guess that would be politically correct. Get global warming out of your mind. Just think climate change, because global warming is too easy to disprove. Well, that is presently the poster child being used to frighten everyone into giving up freedom in order to save the planet. Joe Biden has signed executive order after executive order about we've got to reduce and carbon emissions or to go carbon-free by 2050 in America. Why? We're not destroying the planet. There's no reason for that. And I just want you to know today what's really going on. The Bible says, you say, well, this is horribly corrupt. This is lying. This is propaganda. This is cheating. Absolutely. The Bible says that the dragon give this world-governing body its seat, power, and great authority. The dragon is Satan. At the end of the day, this is a spiritual battle. And I know I bring up President Biden and all these other people that are being used by him to implement this, but it's a spiritual battle at the end of the day. But you need to know the truth of what's going on because we're headed right... The Bible says just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, we we will be living under a world-governing body. Most of the world will be. Not every nation, but most of the world. And so, folks, we're, we are there. And the, the, the European Union is involved in it. They're the reborn Holy Roman Empire. That's going to be the seat of the Antichrist and the false prophet in the end time. 
we are staring this thing right in the face. And now you can understand, really, what, during the Trump administration, now you can understand the importance of President Trump's withdrawal from the Paris Climate Agreement. That was the, the Paris Climate Agreement was the nations of the world to commit hundreds of millions of dollars, or hundreds of billions of dollars, to stem climate change. That was the financial commitment. The Sustainable Development Goals were signed up onto in September of 2015. In December of 2015, they made the economic commitment, all the nations. President Obama signed us onto it. Donald Trump come along and said, oh no, that's, that's, that's wealth redistribution. And so on June the 1st, 2017, President Trump made this statement, and I'm quoting. He said, therefore... In order to fulfill my solemn duty to protect America and its citizens, America first, the United States will withdraw from the Paris Climate Accord. Thus, as of today, the United States will cease all implementation of the non-binding Paris Accord and the, here it is, the wealth redistribution, the draconian financial and economic burdens that the agreement imposes on our country. He knew it was wealth redistribution. He said this includes ending the implementation of the nationally determined contribution, all of our money, and very important, the Green Climate Fund, which is costing the United States a vast portion. The Obama administration, they were just sending checks, but when Donald Trump came along, he said, nah, we're not going to do that. But, In one of his first acts in the Oval Office, President Joe Biden signed an executive order to have the United States rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement. And it's according to him, hey, I got to do this. This is the largest international effort to curb global warming. Folks, there's no global warming to curve. It's wealth redistribution 101, socialistic one world governing body. And like Paul Harvey would say, and now you know, the, how could I do that? And now you know the rest of the story. Okay, let's shift gears here and go to four horsemen. The book of Revelation has a skeletal structure of three groups of seven. It has seven seals, seven trumpets, and seven vials. The four horsemen are the first four seals of the seven seals. So, of those, Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8, it reveals the four horses. A white horse, red horse, black horse, and a pale horse. Along with several clues to help us identify each of them. What are these colored horses referring to? There have been movies made, books written about these four horsemen that are on physical horses in the end time, riding across the land, killing people, um, destruction. A lot of people have said these are judgments from God. Okay, none of that is actually true. What are these colored horses referring to? The answer to this question, found in another account of this prophecy, located back in the Old Testament in Zechariah 6, verse 1 through 8. Well, now, let me back up here a little bit. There will be people 
that would be killed because of these spirits and different the controlling of the ideologies of mankind. But it's not going to be what are portrayed in movies and books and different things about these are going to be four physical men on four horses riding across the land just utterly destroying everybody. That's not what it's going to be. So let me just make sure we clear that up. So in Zechariah 6, verse 1-8, through Zechariah saw the same colored horses, but he saw them pulling chariots. And additionally, instead of a pale horse, Zechariah saw a grizzled and bay horse. And the following uh, scriptures tells us what these horses symbolize. Zechariah said, And I answered and said unto the angel that talked with me, What are these, my Lord? And the angel said to Zechariah, These are the four spirits of the heavens which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. That would be Zechariah 6, verses 4 and 5. So this tells us the four colored horses of Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8, symbolize the four spirits, not four physical horsemen, with men on them that they're riding down through there. That's symbolic in Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8. These are four spirits, and they are controlling the four main ideologies of mankind today. So with and they are the four main spirits are the white spirit, Catholicism, the red spirit, communism or socialism, the black spirit, capitalism, and the green spirit, the pale. Pale in the original Greek there in Revelation chapter 6, the word pale, the original Greek was chloros, which is green. And so it actually should have been translated pale green or green horse. So the green horse is symbolic of Islamism today. You can see how important the colors are. Look in the main ideologies today. So if you look at that, Newsmax published an article this morning. You can go read it there. If you maybe uh, either uh, today or over the next couple of days, if you maybe go in some of their archives. But the title of the article is that a weak United States will bring on the four horsemen of World War III paint and, um, and the painting of the four horsemen. So I saw that and I thought, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to read that, that are going to, that are going to kind of misinterpret the scripture and think that the, um, the, the, in the... In the article, they talk about Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea being the four horsemen. So I wanted to clear this all up and make sure you got a right perspective because this does talk about World War III, but that's not, necess- that's not the four horsemen of Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8. Okay? So I, we're coming up to a break. When we get back from the break... I'm going to run down through this article very quickly and kind of, um, kind of let you know what's going to happen, what's not going to happen, because they talk about Bible prophecy in this Newsweek article. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Now, I pulled a few excerpts from this Newsweek article. Uh, And so I'll just go through the excerpts and then we'll comment on them as we go to make sure we clear all this up. It starts off by saying, wars and rumors of wars, famine and pestilence. Well, we know that from Matthew chapter 24, right? Jesus said you will hear wars and rumors of wars, famines, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places. But the article says, not that we should tempt fate, but it seems giant earthquakes are the only thing left to fulfill ancient prophecy. It says it is almost cliche today to say that we are indeed in biblical Times. Well, we've been in biblical times since God created the earth. And so, but the, the, I think the, article, the writer meant to say end time biblical times. It says, we were taught that the four horsemen of the apocalypse would be our sign. Not necessarily the case. One of the signs, once you understand them, but the first uh, horseman, the first spirit, the first seal was opened all the way back in what, uh, 325 A.D.-ish. And it's been opened all the way since, the, the Catholicism. So if one had to be, to identify, back to the article, if one had to identify today's potential four horsemen, the article says one could argue that Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea, that they would be burnished in each of the horsemen's saddles. Their loathing of the system and resentment based on an ill-defined grievances, has brought them in a league, these four nations in a league with each other, despite having such disparate cultures. So, if you look at this, we talk about World War III. Revelation 9, verse 13 through 16. Four angels will be loosed out of the Euphrates River, four to kill one-third of a part of mankind. A World War III. I do not believe that that is Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran. However, there will be four spirits that come out of the Euphrates River that could involve all of these nations in one way or another. Well, then you got World War III on your hands because Israel's going to come in, the United States will come in, and who knows who else is going to come in. And the Bible says one-third of the world's population is going to be destroyed. The article from Newsmax says these horses are dragging us all into a World War III. And there's a, there is a uh, a, a dominant theme to this article, and I'll get there in just a moment, but I, I want to make sure we get there before the end of the program. They say with today's killing technology, mankind's existence could well be hanging in the balance. I totally agree with that, because I know World War III is one of the next two prophecies to, to occur on God's prophetic timeline. They say, the, the article says, the writers, these dis, despotic autocrats, the leaders of these nations are unified by a deep hatred of the current world order that has been led since uh, World War II by the United States and the Bretton Woods Construct. 
this is all very true. Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran hates the current New World Order. They want to run their own. Well, recently, Secretary of State Anthony, Anthony Blinken, you remember this, I think it was back the first of the year, reaffirmed the U.S.'s position to uphold and enforce what he called the rules-based order, the New World Order, as he attempted to clarify the U.S. policy towards an increasingly aggressive China. Well, you, if you remember right, China turned right around. They wasted no time, and he just they went right after uh, Secretary of State Blinken, who barely had time to mention the human rights abuses and incursions into the Taiwan airspace. So China come right back at him. So uh, the article states, Putin wages war in Europe. Okay? This is what's happening now. China President Xi Jinping coerces nations globally. Khomeini races to get nukes while screaming death to Israel. Uh, Khomeini's over Iran. Death to Israel and death to America. And Kim Jong-un threatens South Korea, Japan, and the United States, throwing North Korea's nuclear program into high gear. Why didn't they do this under President Trump? Do you know why? I'll get to it in just a moment. But the article says all it will take now is a spark in the dry forest of kindling wood, where strong leadership and defense of freedom seems thin at best. Any or all of these, they say four horsemen... I'm going to call them four nations, could usher in the next and possibly last world war and intend to do so or for some horrible miscalculation in a highly charged, dangerous world. They, the article says, we are at the precipice. How, we, how did we get there? This is the point I want to make about the article. One, one of the reasons, there are many reasons I want to bring up this article. One of the main reasons. How do we get to the point where all of these nations would be emboldened to do what they're doing right now and even threaten the United States? The answer is simple. Weakness. Weakness on behalf of the United States leadership. The current administration and its national security team have yet to achieve success on the domestic or the international stage. In the, let's think about it. In the last 18 months, their failures have been remarkable. It's like, you know what the Midas touch is. Everything Midas touch turned to gold. Well, it's like everything the Biden administration touches turns to mud. I mean, the embarrassing, think about it, the embarrassing initial summit with China, where China come right back at our Secretary of State, boom, right in the face. And the surrender of our energy independence. Folks, under the Trump administration, we were exporting energy. But now we're depleting our national reserves just 18 months later. That doesn't happen by accident, folks. And then, of course, the, the horrible, searing defeat of the uh, uh, debacle of Afghanistan where we would send our, we would go in and pull out our military before we got out the civilians. Who does that? I mean, th- anybody would know. With a logical thinking mind, I've got to pull my, the civilians out first while the military is there to protect them. Then we'll get the military out. We did it backwards. And then, of course, the inability to secure our southern border. Folks, we don't have an inability to secure our southern border. 
We've got a president who does not want to secure our southern border. We could send our military down there and have that thing secure tonight. But he simply doesn't want to. Well, our enemies are watching this and our allies. And, of course, the destruction of our, the U.S. economic security. Look at how our economy was screaming under President Trump. President Biden comes in, and, I mean, it drops off a cliff. It, think if we never would have had COVID. I mean, gas prices could be 50 cents a gallon. Think about it. And because the, the economy went into a topsy-turvy, but President Trump was really working hard to get the thing back. And really, it started really coming out until the Biden administration came in. I hate to just hammer on Biden, you guys, but there's just a lot of things that we're watching that we're, he's pulling us into world government, and we don't want that. Um, and then, of course, uh, 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 this mismanaged Ukraine crisis resulting in a devastating war. That are, these, are the, these are just the most notable highlights of failed policies and ill-conceived strategies. The resulting message that we're sending globally is that America's weak. Now, I believe the American people and the military, I don't believe they're weak. But if the leadership's weak, that will reflect on the nation to our allies and to our, to our enemies. And our allies and our partners are worried, while our adversaries are emboldened. And so the, the article from Newsmax said that the four horsemen believe their time is now. Well, I don't believe they're the four horsemen, but I believe those four nations say they believe that our time's now. I mean, the administration could hardly be dubbed pioneers or investors of an anemic national security policy. There have been quite a few, but this one here seems to have just dove right off a cliff. I mean, after World War I, the, the end of the, uh, the war to end all wars, supposedly, we demobilized the armed forces to dangerous readiness levels and destroyed our economy. And if you had incoherent foreign policy to the mix, if you add that to it, you can get an encouraged Germany and Japan embarking on the deadliest war in history just a short 20 years later with greater than 60 million killed or rough between 50, 60 million. And perhaps, you know, the article from Newsmax, going back to that, they say perhaps these are biblical times and there is little that we can do to escape our fate. Whether that's true or not, shouldn't we do everything we can to head off an apocalyptic war? And... You know, if the national security team's record was plotted as a trend line, the slope and direction would indicate an ominous future awaits. And it does. Scripturally, there's going to be a World War III. But the article says we must stop this now. There's too much at stake. Man, there's no way really to stop the war. Uh, Newsmax says we we the people need to engage our elected officials regularly and to demand, to demand accountability and are imperiling our nation, economic, energy, food, and border security. I agree with that. We should call our elected leaders and say, hey, what are we doing about this? Let's put, we don't want world government. I'll never get to it, but I had another article that said there's a guy, can't remember his name, but he's, he has, um, he's pushing legislation to pull us out of the United Nations and the World Health Organization. That would be the absolute best thing we could do. But Newsmax says our liberty and our lives are threatened. We owe it to our founders, 
Future generations alike to routinely engage our leaders and to demand that officials who hold the most important and powerful roles in the nation be accountable and where failure is egregious, that that be removed. A weak America only tempts these four nations of World War III, this is Newsmax, to continue on their deadly course towards destruction. Now, let me make some comments here. I know that the Bible prophesies a World War III. Revelation 9, verse 13 through 16. The Bible says, The sixth angel sounded. I heard a, a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates. First clue. In the Euphrates, right in that region. The four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour, a day, a month, and a year, for to slay a third part of men, and the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million. So if you look at all the nations that were mentioned in the Newsmax article, we, from a position of weakness, our administration, we are emboldening our enemies, Russia, to go, let's, hey, under the Trump administration, they didn't touch Ukraine. But Russia, China, and Ta- the Taiwan situation, Iran and the United States and Israel and North Korea, now they're emboldened to do some things. And guess what? China, or I'm sorry, Iran, there are many that are saying that they already have enough enriched uranium to create a bomb. Now, they would need to do some more stuff to it, but I'm saying just within a very short period of time, they could get a nuclear weapon. And President, Biden, President Biden's trying to sign another JCPOA deal with them instead of going in there and taking out their nuclear uh, aspirations. And so I know the war's coming. The Bible says it will come out of the Middle East region. I don't want the war to come, but it will come. I know that the Bible says that the United States will not be fully engaged in the world government. That's one thing we could do. Get with our leaders and say, we don't want anything to do with that in the end time. I've got so much to go over with you. We'll we'll continue tomorrow and Friday. God bless each and every one. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.